Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Join me for the ultimate Team Mom deep dive. This is more than just a recap show. I'll scour the internet to bring you all the best drama that MTV didn't air. From police reports to deleted tweets, I've got the details on all the fights, breakups, and arrests of our favorite MTV train wrecks. If you think the moms bring the drama on TV, just wait until you hear what really happened. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hey guys, happy Thanksgiving or week of Thanksgiving. It's a short week this week for all you Americans. That's awesome. (laughs) I'm personally very excited. This week's episode is very special. I have an interview with a very special guest for the first half of the show that I'm going to do a pretty quick recap of part one of the reunion. So make sure to stay tuned for that after my interview. Okay, so today we have a very special treat that's been like a month or so in the making. So let me just set the scene for everyone. About a month ago, maybe two months ago, I don't know, but Deb, Deb's OG, if you will, started advertising like a competition for invites to her wedding. And someone had posted on Reddit, like, I got an invite. And I was like, okay, this this might be bullshit, but let me just ask her if she'll come on the podcast. <laughs> and, you know, it's like a month and a half later or whatever. It was not bullshit. And we have Michelle who went to Deborah Danielson's wedding. (laughs) Hi. Is it surreal? Like, was the whole thing just surreal? It really was. Um, I really didn't know what I was getting myself into, but it was definitely a fun experience. So tell me about the whole thing and how this all transpired exactly. Yeah, I had seen a post, I think it was on Reddit, actually, that Deb was giving away or raffling off invites to her wedding. And it was at the Omaha Henry Dorley. Yeah, it was at the Omaha Henry Dorley Zoo. And that's pretty close to me. And it's an awesome place to visit. So I figured, what the hell, I might as well see if I can get an invite. And so I just had to message her on Twitter and um not going to lie, kind of sucked up a little bit, hoping that uh, it would get me an invite. And lo and behold, like a week or so after I entered, I got an invite. Uh, there was an Instagram video that she posted. And my name was later on the list, and I was freaking out. And, like, I was at work watching it. So, uh, you know, trying to be really cool and uh, not get too excited about going to a wedding for someone I've never met. But it was really exciting. <laughs> and you're a team totally fan. surreal. Like, you're not just like a random yes. person who stumbled upon this. Like, you're you're a, yeah. you're a fan. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I've watched Teen Mom pretty much since the first season. I didn't really get into it in the 16 and pregnant beginning times, but... Teen Mom was just a random show that my best friend and I were channel surfing and found one day and just got into it. And it was pretty surreal to actually have the experience to get into the Teen Mom world almost. Yeah. I mean, you did. (laughs) Without a doubt. Yeah. So I (laughs) want to hear. So you responded. Did you get a plus one or was it just you? 
I did get a plus one. I ended up going with my best friend who I actually started watching Teen Mom with. So it was a really fun little girls night for us to have. Perfect. Cause that, would, that would have been weird to go alone. Like not weird on you. Yeah. But I think you needed like you needed someone walking this dark journey with you. <laughs> Oh, for sure. I don't know what I would have done alone. There actually was a boy that I met from Florida who came alone. Um, He he was supposed to be going with some of his friends, but they got food poisoning or something the day before. So they were definitely in no shape to go to the wedding, but he kind of just lurked on with us and it was a great time because he was super outgoing and he actually was the one that uh, we approached Farrow with, so that was cool. Did he drive more from ballsy. Florida for this event? Um, he apparently was staying with friends in Denver, which is about eight hours away from Omaha where the <laughs> wedding was. But he drove from Denver to Omaha. Wow. I mean, I want to be uh, like, that's weird, but... I- I I mean, am I above it? Like, I don't really think so. so. Right. I mean, like, if I didn't have anything else to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, so what was the attire? What did you wear? Did you know, like, what the dress code was in advance? Not really. When uh, we got the, when I got the invitation, I was really, you know, hoping that there would be some sort of idea of what the dress code was because yeah, i would imagine but that there... like a, a zoo it could go either way it could be like super right. fancy or pretty casual yeah definitely um but it was definitely a classy affair so i'm glad i wore uh this black dress that was pretty pretty fun and uh flirty but still you know classy enough but um definitely was hoping it would have made its way on mtv <laughs> so Let's, like, address that. MTV wasn't there at all. Am I correct? No, not at all. But um, there was a, um, I guess it was the guy who's making Deborah's new video, uh, music video, (laughs) which is way less OG (laughs) than the last one. Um, But he was doing some recording, and um, I know she's trying to sell her wedding footage to whoever will buy it, so... There's a chance yet, I guess. <laughs> did you have to sign any releases for your face? I did not. Okay. Um, and we so were worried there'd I'll be, be an blurred NDA. out, I guess. We were like kind of worried. Well, I kind of knew there wouldn't be because when I first like messaged you, I was like, will you come on the pod? And you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, only if there's no NDA. And I was like, I, I had a girl that went to Farrah's birthday party and there was no NDA. Yeah. So I'm thinking, I, yeah. I'm thinking they only do NDAs for reunions. Yeah, probably. I mean, it wasn't a big end MTV event or anything. Yeah. So Yeah, so I was glad because I'm get, glad that I can talk about it. Totally. And you get there and were you surprised that I would have been like I don't know, I say I like don't want to be on the show, but I'd be a little bummed because I wanna see the making of the show. I don't wanna be right. on the show, but I am interested in like watching people interact with the camera crew, like seeing how they film that stuff. Like I've, I'm a reality TV junkie. Like I would like to see that okay. stuff. I think I would have been disappointed. Yeah, I was a little bit, um, you know, the producer interaction can always be a lot of fun. And if Larry was there, who knows what would happen with, you know, Deb and Sarah and whatever, but nope. Um, unfortunately they were not there. So I missed out on that. I really wish I could have seen kind of the behind the scenes part, but and Pharaoh oh, was well, there. Oh, well, I guess. Pharaoh was there. No Sophia? Nope, no Sophia. Um, 
not really sure where she was or whatever, but doing her own thing. Uh, yeah, that's what she does. <laughs> and it was just kind of um, a surprise that Farrah was there because she said she wasn't going. Yeah, definitely. And Deb did an interview the day before, so and she said no comment. So I was really, really hoping to see Farrah there, but I actually snuck a peek at the guest list at check-in and saw Farrah's name number one confirmed on the guest <laughs> list. So I was super happy about that. Now, what is I want to know what everybody looks like in person. So I am constantly fascinated by especially like reality TV, because I feel like actors are a little more cognizant of this. so They don't go as crazy, but like a real housewife mm-hmm. or a teen mom, just the fillers and the Botox and how it looks like in person compared to what they look like on TV. Yeah. Um, they, they both looked amazing in real life, both yeah. Deb and Sarah. I'm yeah. Um, Sarah looked a lot less plastic in real life. I know sometimes on TV and everything, she comes off super plastic. But, I mean, maybe it was her makeup choices and everything. But, yeah, she looked looked great. Um, And Deb, you know, she's obviously had lots of work done, too. But she looked amazing. Like, honestly, beautiful fairy princess. So... You know what? I'm glad you heard that. (laughs) Yeah, no, she definitely looked like the happy bride that everyone deserves to be on their wedding day. So, you know, I can't really say anything bad about that. Good. Even Deb. Even Deb deserves to be a happy bride. Right? <laughs> oh, so what about you know, Dr. No, there's David? no hate crimes. So. No. No hate oh, crimes no. on this podcast. This is a hate, <laughs> hate crime-free podcast. Yep. <laughs> Dr. David. Now, uh, he was kind of standoffish, I won't lie. Um... Like, there was a cocktail hour between the ceremony and reception and, you know, Deb and Farah and Ashley, Farah's sister, and everyone was kind of mingling after some mm-hmm. photos. And, you know, Dr. David kind of just kept to himself, uh, talked to the people that he knew while everyone else was interacting with absolutely everyone. So, How many people were there? And um, you know... I would say about 100 or 125. Okay, so a decent um, amount of people. Yeah, um, there it was. Uh, there were probably about 16 or so of us fan people. Oh. Um, yeah, and, um, it was actually the seating was split up. People that actually knew the bride and groom, and then fans. <laughs> um, so that was a little weird at first. I won't lie. And I just, like, had a moment when you were talking about in between the ceremony and the reception. I don't know why in my head I was, like, assuming you just went to the reception, but you went to the ceremony, too. Yeah. Um, It was all in the same room. They kicked us out after the ceremony, but it was a really nice ceremony, too, so. Was it religious? Yeah, like, Deb started crying. It was Scottish. Oh, because he wore his Um, Was there a bag? Yeah, all... There were, oh my gosh, so the bagpipe players, um, they, I mean, they were good and everything, but so uh, they were warming up before the ceremony and everything and practicing. And at the Omaha Henry Dorley Zoo in the aquarium, there's a, this really cool tunnel that you can walk through and fish and sharks mm. and turtles and everything yeah. swim over you. 
Well, my best friend and I were sitting in that tunnel because there's a little ledge you can sit on, and it's pretty much the only place you could sit there. And the bagpipes were right outside that room, so it was so loud <laughs> and so echoey, and it was insane. I was really wishing that uh, I had a drink to get through that. <laughs> I used to work at a like a brewery that was in an old warehouse, and they would have bag like mm-hmm. this guy that played a bagpipe come in every once in a while. And because it was an old warehouse, the ceilings were so tall, and it was like hollow, oh, and it gosh. just echoed, and it'd be so fucking loud. And it'd be like you know you'd yeah. be like on a double shift, and you're like, and I like bagpipes, but it'd be like shut the okay. fuck up. <laughs> Exactly. So, yeah, but I mean, they were good just, you know, if they were warming up for a long time because the invite said that it started at six. Okay. Well, six was the time of like the pre everyone check in Mm -hmm. thing. Um, Everything started at about seven. Oh, there was about half an hour. Right. And then we had to sit through the ceremony and then we got drinks. But... Yeah. I feel like that's a long time to have your guests like sitting and waiting without drinks or like or food right. to wait in full hour. Yeah. Definitely. And I mean, we didn't, I didn't know really when things were going to start. I was just going with the flow. And, yeah. uh, but it was. It was definitely interesting, but at least there was lots of good things to, like, look at while we were Mm -hmm. waiting. So that was a plus, at least. And they, it was just, like, beautiful in the aquarium in the area they had it? Yep. um, The rest of the zoo was closed. Um, It uh, it closes earlier because it's, you know, winter and it gets dark here in Nebraska um, at, like, 5 o'clock now. It sucks. Um, But... The uh, everything was blocked off, and there was a little shuttle that took us. It was like a golf cart that took us from the main entrance down to the aquarium, mm-hmm. and uh, that was pretty fun. But um, everything was closed other than the aquarium. But you got free reign of the aquarium, could look at everything. That's and cool. It was it was honestly really cool. You know what? A beautiful aquarium wedding, Kalen, <laughs> Kalen and Hobby. Right. Yep. (laughs) I mean, thank God they got divorced so she doesn't have to look at those braces pictures for the rest of her Oh, my gosh. Right. I would have waited another year or something. I know. I don't understand. I don't understand why they did that big wedding while she was pregnant with braces. Because they were already married. So what was... Yeah. I I guess maybe MTV was like, we can't guarantee you another season. Like... Right. We're only paying for this if it's on this season, would be my guess. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay, so the ceremony was really nice, and then there was, like, a cocktail hour in between the ceremony and the reception. Yeah. Um, and that was awesome. There were two bars set up out in the aquarium, and they were pretty much perfectly spaced for you to get a drink at one bar, mosey your way down through some things, finish your drink, get to the other bar, walk back. Um, And it was fun. Yeah. Um, And um, chatted with Ashley for a little while. Um, Nothing too much. Just, yeah. um, She was mainly just talking about how um, she wasn't a super big fan of wearing the dress only because she felt like she couldn't move. (laughs) Um, 
you know, without exposing her downstairs area, of course, because it was so short. But, <laughs> you know, she seemed like she was having a blast. Everyone, everyone just, it was a really fun time. Like, definitely more fun than I expected. Yeah, I just, did it seem, I guess my question is, like, how normal did it seem? Like, yeah, there were 16 people there that were fans that she didn't know. Right. But, like, did this seem like a gap? I mean, when I think, you know, you think of a wedding, especially, like, my uh, dad and stepmom just got married recently. And it was, like, so fun because it's like, oh, they're finally happy and they found each other. And a wedding is joyful and loving and it's with friends and family. Did it feel like that or did it feel different? It kind of did feel like just a normal wedding. Um, this one lady who was friends with Deb actually came over, introduced uh, herself to us, and was really just fun. And we ran into her a few times during the reception and cocktail hour and everything. And she was just really sweet. I mean, there were some people who obviously thought we were crazy because we were going to a wedding for someone that we've seen on MTV only. But I don't know. It was a it was a fun vibe. Like after the whole awkwardness of being split up during the like dinner part and everything, it was just really chill. Yeah, I guess like in my head that's not what I pictured at all I it's just right. because Deb comes off so crazy and deservedly so you know like the whole right. the whole family is just so nutso it just seems so crazy to me that they could have a hundred let's say 75 to 100 were like their actual friends in a yeah. room like celebrating them and being happy <laughs> Right. I mean, it definitely wasn't what I was expecting. I mean, I was prepping for drama, crazy galore, insane blow up time. But it was, I don't know, it makes me think that a lot of, I mean, there's drama in every family or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I feel like, you know, there was that one time, um, I think it was on the last season of OG, where um, Simon was all like, you act so much differently in front of the cameras. Mm -hmm. And I I definitely think that's true. I think it's amplified for, you know, it's what people want to see and it's more fun. So, yeah, it just I makes me so curious, like so curious as to what. Yeah. What. Here's the thing, though, like I truly don't think Farrah and her family are being like made by producers to amp it up. Like, I oh, think no. they're doing like they're all like. None of them have any interest in working again and, like, doing regular jobs. Right. And they're like, this is our job now and we're going to perform. But I just don't. Exactly. I, where I suffer is what, if you are willing to let yourself be portrayed like that on reality television where you're not being an actor and you're being, like, mm -hmm. you're being there as yourself, like, does it matter if you're acting? Because. Right. Because I wouldn't want to come off that way on TV, even if it was fake. Right, definitely. But I don't know. It just, it seems so just normal. And I don't know, maybe they were putting on a good show for the wedding. But mm -hmm. it definitely seemed, you know, like a happy, you know, functional family, which is definitely not something that I would see just watching the show. We're fair. So it was, I don't know. It was. Sorry, were Fair and Ashley interacting? Um, I didn't see them interact all that much, um, other than just like in passing. Mm -hmm. um, 
fair, I was surrounded by a lot of people the majority of the time. So um, not just fans, family and everything. So Yeah. And tr- oh, God, I just I wonder what that's like to like be a celebrity, but not and be at a wedding right. and be surrounded by your f- like you have to be on even in front of family. Yeah, I don't know. I really wish Simon would have been there because I feel like I could have got some, I don't know, more interaction and knowledge gained from talking with him. I don't know. No, I get it. I get I what feel you're like, saying. You know, because he definitely he a little do... bit more tea. And I like I hate Simon, but the one thing that makes him like semi enjoyable to watch on TV is that he won't do that fake thing. And I feel right. like if he had been there, like you would have been, I feel like fair and Deb can turn it on, like not just for the camera, oh, yeah. but turn it off. And I feel like they could like interact and it'd be completely fine and nobody would even notice. But if Simon was there, he'd be able to tell by the look on his face, like what, what he was right. feeling about the situation. Exactly. So kind of sad I missed out on that too, but. So David was like oh, wow. exactly like how he is on TV. Basically, David was the authentic one from what you're describing, just like right. to himself, like not that into Farrah, Deb, and Ashley, like just with his friends. Yeah, yeah pretty much. And um, so during the reception, there was kind of this red carpet meet and greet, get your picture taken with the bride and groom. <laughs> Sure. I know that was probably sure. the most dead thing about the wedding, <laughs> but um, if it makes you happy, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, and so we went up there, my best friend and I, to take a picture with them. And Deb was all hugging us, and I was, you know, maybe a few more drinks beyond where I should have been at that point. Um, I mean, how could you? But not? I was like, how could you not be a few right? more drinks past it? You're at fucking Deb Danielson's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I definitely had a moment where I thought it was a good idea to hug Dr. David. Um, because <laughs> I had Love just hugged Deb. Yeah, definitely. You know, I was happy. They were happy, <laughs> I guess. Um, but, um, it was definitely like that moment where he tried to hug Farah and he just had like a, what the fuck are you doing look on his face? But, you know, I was like, I've already committed to this. I'm giving you a hug. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. And I have yeah. a question. So did people know in your life that you were going to this? Like, did you post the picture you took with Deb on social media? Like, how open were you uh, about this? I was not very open about it um, to begin with. Um, I had told a few people that I work with. There's one girl I work with who actually is also a Teen Mom fan. So she was the one person outside of my best friend that um, almost gave a shit about it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I ended up, when it came, became closer, I started telling a few other friends and whatnot. And um, I did post a picture on social media of... Uh, me and my best friend and Deb and Dr. David all posed on the red carpet. Um, but that was the only picture that made the internet <laughs> that I will admit to. I mean, it's, it's hard. It's weird to, I like, honestly, most people in my life don't even really know I have a podcast. 
Like my one yeah. of my bosses thinks I have a podcast literally talking about teen mothers, and I was like, no, like, <laughs> it's about the show. But I guess it didn't register in his head because then, like a month later, something came up having to do with young moms, and he's like, that'd be really good mm-hmm. for your podcast. <laughs> and I was like, that's <laughs> not what my podcast is about. <laughs> And, like, I don't, like, any, um, like, they don't tag me on my Facebook and any of this stuff. I really only stick to, like, Instagram and Twitter because most real-life people don't follow me on there. Like, I I mostly use Facebook for real-life people. So I have a podcast about it, and I'm, like, sometimes I'll tell people I have a podcast and I ask what it's about. I'm, like, "Mm, reality TV. Just because it's, (laughs) it's embarrassing. But I, yeah, so... That's why I was like, huh, I wonder if she's telling people, like, that she went to this wedding. Yeah, no, just the very limited number of people that follow me on Instagram know that this happened. So, but, you know, it was a blast, whatever. It was fun. And um, drinking in an aquarium, being able to look at all those fish and everything was one of the coolest things I've ever done. So. So I want to hear what kind of food was there. Was it a sit-down dinner? Do you, also, like, I don't know if you have experience planning weddings or, like, you've been to a lot of weddings or you watch a lot of four weddings on TLC like I do. I want to know, like, <laughs> what you think, like, budget-wise. Like, did they spend a lot of money for this? Was this done last minute? Like, was this a well-planned-out wedding? Like, I want to know those types of details. Yeah, um, it definitely looks like a very well put together wedding. Um, I, it wouldn't surprise me if there was some sort of wedding planner involved right. because everything just looked amazing. Like it was very classy and it wasn't overly decorated. Like, I mean, I kind of thought I was like going to walk into mm-hmm. Deb's OG, like <laughs> steampunk craziness, but. <laughs> It was, it was classy. It was, the colors were blue and silver and just looked Which is really nice. For aquarium. Right. Definitely. It definitely accented everything else that was there. Um, and the food was amazing. Um, the food was one of the highlights of the wedding. Um, so there were, to start off, there was a little like, um, it was a buffet style, mm-hmm. um, and there was mini tacos, which mm. were super good. And this, like, taco pastry thing, uh, fresh pico de gaia or whatever. Yeah. Fresh pico and guac and chips and um, fruits and veggies and cheeses. And they had this really good steak. And um, I was told the chicken was really good, too, but I didn't have any of that. And then they didn't have a traditional wedding cake. Okay. They did, um, like, chocolate lava cakes with oh. ice cream. Oh, I kind of um, like that. Right. And then they also had birthday cake because it was Ashley's son, Axel's second birthday. Oh, I forgot that kid's name is Axel. Oh. Right. What are we it's doing like in America? AXL or something like that. What are we doing, guys? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> So was, and doesn't she have two kids or just one? Did she have two yes, kids? Yes, she has two. They were the flower girl and ring bearer in the wedding. Cute. Very cute. Yeah. 
Although it's like kind of sad because I'm sure they have no relationship with Sophia. Right. Or very little kind of the cousin you see on Christmas, maybe yeah, every I, other year. You know, I'll be honest. I was like a little disappointed to see Ashley involved because for it seemed like for a couple years she had like gone no contact or very little contact with the family. Mm-hmm. And I was like so proud of her for that. And I thought that was probably the healthiest thing she could do after Deb and Farrah like publicly blamed her for Farrah's DUI in the press right. or whatever. I don't even, it was like barely DUI. She was like moving her car in a parking lot, but she still got it. And they blamed Ashley mm-hmm. like in radar on radar online. It was a mess and Ashley like yeah. disappeared. And then it was kind of disappointing to see her pop up, but you know, if she, if it is like as low key with them as it seemed like at the wedding, Maybe we're all being fooled. Right? I don't know. I mean, it seemed at first, like when I was following everything with the wedding, it seemed almost like Ashley was trying to get involved to, you know, drive a wedge more between Farah and Deb. But I don't know. She seemed like, you know, she was willing to do whatever her mom wanted her to do, including wearing a tutu dress. So... Was her hair really short or was it just the way it looked in pictures? Um, it was up. Okay. In so. pictures, it looks like she has like a buzz cut. Yeah, no, it was just up. <laughs> so I love to hear that it was like a well put together wedding. So more of a Chelsea than a Janelle, if you will, wedding yes. style, which surprises Definitely. me because I also thought it would be like, Cause they just picked the venue not that long ago. It was over the summer that they like announced the date and then right. they picked the venue. I was definitely expecting, I don't know. Deb gives me like a haphazard vibe where like everything would be just <laughs> thrown together. But then I guess if I think about it, this is a woman that had a beautiful fur coat that lived in a nice house and drove in a Mercedes compressor convertible. Like this is a woman with fine taste. <laughs> Yeah, like, it was definitely a lot classier than I expected it to be, so it was it was really cool and very put together and definitely not what I expected to be. So let's hear about Farah and interaction with Farah and anything Farah-related. Yeah, um, one of my favorite moments from Farah at the wedding was the dance. Um, when after the first dance with Deb and Dr. David, of course, the next song was Deb's OG. And, um, there was a moment where the DJ was like, now everyone join Deb as she performs her hit song, Deb's OG or something like that. Of course. And my best friend looked over at me and she was like, are we doing this? And I was like, Hell yes, we're doing this. You're like, I'm six cocktails deep and I'm at Deb's wedding. Like, we're dancing. Right. (laughs) I've had half a bottle of mom and me wine already. We are good. Did Um, they have that there? They did. Um, For the toast. Of course. Did uh, she have jars of her sauce on display, too? (laughs) She did. Um, It was out (laughs) by the red carpet. (laughs) Of course. Um, Get promo, girl. Right. <laughs> um, but Farah seemed to really be into dancing to um, Deb's song, um, really? which I will admit is, yeah, it was, it's a lot more fun without the video and yeah. after a lot of drinks. Yeah. Um, well, and you're in the mo. you're like <laughs> high on the situation. 
It's right. Like, it was love it. a surreal thing. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you're in it. You you're fully in the cult. Like you're following the leader. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was this like twenty by twenty dance floor, or whatever, and it was just she. It was just surreal, like to be there dancing as Deb is singing into a microphone. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it was just, it was a blast. Did but, Farrah have um, cocktails? Was she like loosey-goosey seeming? Or? She, uh, she seems pretty put together. Like, probably had a few drinks, okay. but, you know. But not drunk. You know, wasn't not drunk. She was trying to keep it together. Um, good idea. Which, probably. you know, probably a good thing. But, um, yeah, she seemed to just cut loose and have fun. And um, I ended up going up to talk with her after the reception was kind of going on already. Mm -hmm. And she was just really sweet and like real. And I know that I kind of sound like I've been word salading a little bit today, but like (laughs) she, you know, you're used to the whole God bless America, hate crime, random, everything from her. But you know, it wasn't like that. So that a, was that, that was kind of interesting. That's exactly when I had Joanna on who went to her birthday party. She was like, she was so professional. She knew exactly mm-hmm. what she was doing. I pulled up a Snapchat and she got that, like, what I wanted her to say. And within 10 seconds, like, she knew what? she, like, it would just seem so crazy. And I want, I also have this theory that maybe she does a lot of cocaine. <laughs> And, like, before these Instagram (laughs) rants, like, sorry, uh, guys, I know I project drug use onto everyone. I get it. It's my deal, not everybody else's. I understand. But, like, (laughs) I just keep, I hear these things where she's, like, nice and calm and, like, doesn't fuck up the way she talks and just seems totally normal. And then we see her on, like, Snapchat making no sense whatsoever. Yeah. Well, it definitely didn't seem like she was on anything at the wedding. So, I mean, maybe that she was in game mode. So, that's so, it's just so interesting. I feel like Bear is a real Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Oh, yeah. She like, knows when to turn it on. And, like, Caitlin, you know, is Caitlin no matter what. Like, right. Like, you meet Caitlin at the MTV reunion or at, like, her backwoods bar wherever she lives in small town <laughs> Michigan. Like, she's exactly the same no matter what. Like, that's, and probably right. even Amber, you know, Amber's like who she is. Macy mm-hmm. has, Macy's a little smarter, so she has the ability, I think, to, like, turn it on and turn it off. It, yeah. But, like, Farah is. She's a real enigma for me. I just, I hear these fan accounts where she's like totally normal. And then I turn on TV and she's like calling someone a black bitch. And I'm like, wait, I, right. Well, who is she? Which, which is the real fair? Are they both the real fair? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. So any other major thoughts or stories that you would like to get in about this wedding? Um, well, one thing I thought was really interesting was Farrah's maid of honor speech. Um, she was honor, she was honorary maid of honor for the wedding. Um, probably because, you know, she she was going to actually go. Yeah. Poor Ashley had to do everything for this wedding. And the night before Farrah's like, mom, I'm coming. And Deb's like, okay, you're the honorary maid of honor. (laughs) Right. 
Um, but she seemed really, really sincere. Um, she was talking about how happy she was for her mom and glad that David made her mom happy. Um, and she made a reference to having issues with him in the past, but is glad that they're working to resolve them. So I don't know, definitely sounds like something happened off screen that might, uh, have happened between them. I don't know, but it was, I was really intrigued to see what she would say, but she gave him a hug and it wasn't forced and awkward. And I don't know. I feel like this is as shocking as if you got up here and told me that they screamed it. Like, I feel like hearing how normal it is, is just as shocking as like, if there had been huge drama and you had like an exclusive story to tell about the huge drama. I know, I feel all, like, sad I can't share some crazy stories, but... No, this is good. This is good. I'm really, really hoping that they do show something, like, leading up to the wedding or something on the Mm -hmm. next season of OG. Just, you know, I don't know, to get another experience for what I actually went through. Yeah. Like, I was kind of thinking that maybe... Use that filmographer's video and, like, have it be, like, home camera, you know? Right. I was kind of hoping that maybe the reason we didn't start until 7 was more of MTV was filming stuff, you know? Yeah. Them getting ready and everything, but definitely disappointed that that wasn't the case. It's definitely crazy that they didn't film, and I'm really curious as to why they didn't film. And I really feel (laughs) like this is really entitled, but I feel like they owe it to us to give us an explanation as to either why they didn't film or what's going on with Farrah and Deb that, like, she's saying over and over and over again, I'm not going, and then surprise goes the night before. I wonder if they didn't film because Farrah insisted she wasn't going. But Maybe. But Deb's her own side character. Wouldn't Deb get... I mean, haven't we... (sighs) I guess maybe with Farrah, we haven't. Because I'm thinking, like, with Barbara, if Barbara was getting married and Janelle wasn't there, we would absolutely get, like, a Barbara wedding scene. We get her own segments all the time. But I'm thinking maybe we don't actually see, like, Deborah or Michael unless they're with Farrah or Sophia. Yeah, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. So maybe Maybe, I don't really think. Yeah, maybe if Farrah wasn't going... Then they were like, okay, well, we're not going to film it. And then last minute, Farrah's like, okay, well, I'm going to go. Right. You know, that definitely could have played into it. Or it could have been all the Viacom wants to sex shame me, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, nope, we're not going to the wedding now. Hashtag hate crime. Hashtag hate. Hashtag crime. Hashtag Viacom. (laughs) Hashtag sex. Hashtag sex shame. (laughs) (laughs) I tweeted from my feathers in my hair Twitter account, like, hashtags joking around like I was Farah and did one hashtag anal. And someone was like, Liz, you have to delete this. Like, like you're going to get so much spam. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, people, like, <laughs> random people don't necessarily know that, like, I'm uh, hashtagging anal as a joke about Farah. Right. You might get some fun DMs up in your Twitter, so. Yeah. All right, Michelle. Well, any final thoughts? 
No, just thanks for having me on your podcast. This has been really fun to be able to share my experience. Thanks so much. And my much story, for as they on. say on Teen Mom. Thank you for giving me the, this exclusive content that, like, literally yes. the second I saw someone on Reddit got an invite, I was like, oh, they're coming on my podcast. Like, <laughs> there is no way Feathers in My Hair is missing this. But, yeah, thank you right. so much. I really appreciate it. Oh, definitely. Anytime. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. So, reunion time. Look, I get it. Teen Mom reunions aren't great. Do I want a Real Housewives style Teen Mom reunion? Yeah. Is that going to happen? No. I think I titled an episode, I know I did, because I was just looking at old episode titles. Don't expect Doc, actually now I can't remember it, but don't expect Dr. Drew to be good at this, guys. You have to go into a Teen Mom reunion with devastatingly low expectations. (laughs) The reality is Dr. Drew doesn't watch this show. Dr. Drew is not a super fan of this show. He watches montages. Of course, he has an ongoing relationship with the women. He's known them now for eight, nine years, however long it's been. But he asks the questions that MTV wants him to ask. Now, Is there an issue in this? Yeah, because he was kind of brought in as like a moral authority. You know, they brought him in for the original 16 and Pregnant season one. I don't think they were calling it a reunion, but like a recap episode. I guess it was a reunion, except none of the girls knew each other. So reunion doesn't seem, I don't know. I don't know what it was called, but Dr. Drew was brought in, in my opinion, to give... I'm having trouble with my words tonight, but to give Teen Mom, like, not prestige, but it's like, look, we have this doctor here, and he's going to back this show up, and he's just stuck around because now he's part of the Teen Mom brand, Dr. Drew, and I don't know. He's not great. (laughs) He's not great at it. I don't really like the reunions. Personally, I would be totally fine with a finale and then no reunion, They're not, they don't really seem necessary to me in a social media world. They don't, no hard questions are asked. They stomp off stage. I don't know. I think we would be fine without a reunion, but we have them. So I'm here because this is my career. Just kidding. (laughs) This is not my career. But this is the pod that I love to do. I love you guys. So let's get into this episode. I fucking hated the formatting of this episode. They changed the formatting up, I'm assuming because they added Brianna, and they didn't really know how to do, not do, but I guess they didn't want to do two and three, because it used to be two girls on one night, two girls on the other night. That was great. I fucking loved last year when they gave us that, like, behind-the-scenes dramatic episode. Bring it on. Would love more. But they did a weird, weird, weird fucking... I don't know. I don't know. I hated the formatting. What they did was they brought all the girls out together and then did a one-by-one interview section of each girl. And then, I guess in the next episode, we'll see their family members come out for the reunion style that we normally see. I don't know. It was very weird. And Brianna wasn't even included in it. It was just the four original girls. I'll be quite honest. It didn't really make a lot of sense to me. The style they did it in. So my first thoughts. Janelle's hair will murder me. 
like it will be my cause of death. Those two cornrows that make her forehead and chin look very prominent. It it was not a great look, and I am not one of the rare people, but I'm a person that thinks Janelle is actually quite pretty. She has pretty features. She has beautiful hair. Her extensions usually look good. Who inspired that look should be shot on sight. <laughs> it was really bad. I have no fucking clue what she was going for. Chelsea looked wonderful. She was glowing. I mean, her hair is her hair. Whatever. Well, Chelsea and I agree to disagree when it comes to her hair. But I loved, I loved that off-the-shoulder jumpsuit she was wearing. It was simple. She looked great. It didn't show how thin she is because in other pictures from, like, the reunion weekend, she seriously looks like this reunion was shot about a month after the wedding, and she looks like she's lost another five to eight pounds since the wedding. She looks so thin. But her makeup was on point. She had the glittery eyeshadow. She looked great. It was an understated look minus her hair and, you know, her tan. And What am I kidding? This was not an understated look. For, for Chelsea, I just, I thought it was styled really, really well. Leah looked incredible. <laughs> like, okay, first of all, Congrats on your new teeth, Leah. Leah got veneers, and they look great, but they're also extremely jarring. And watching her was, like, kind of hard because I was like, new teeth, new teeth, new teeth. But they looked great. I'm high-key jealous of anybody that gets veneers. It's changed her whole smile. Her makeup looked incredible. Her extensions actually looked good. I mean, she posted some pictures, and they didn't look so good, but they they looked nice on my TV. And her outfit was beautiful. That she got styled and some designer lent her clothes because that cape she was wearing was $9,500. Fun fact. I The color was perfect. Like, talk about a glow up for Leah. You guys know I'm not one to, like, go on and on about the girls, like, how beautiful they are. And, like, a glow up and get it, girl. Like, I, I think after, I don't know what episode number this is, but I think we're almost at 50 that that's never really been my style. <laughs> I try not to totally drag them for their looks, but I also don't love to, I don't know, I just don't love to talk about their looks unless it's like their ugly hair extensions or ugly clothes. Wow, maybe I do drag them. I'm a bad person. Okay, moving on. But I just thought Leah looked incredible. Kale looked fine. She's eight weeks postpartum. You know, she... She looked fine. I Did I love her outfit? No, but her new teeth looked spectacular. Her hair looked nice. She looked fine. I Kale, you look good, hun. Brianna, that's our fifth girl. Brianna looked beautiful as always. I really liked her outfit. I liked her hair. I liked her makeup. I think Brianna is obviously the most natural beauty of the five girls. She has a look to her that you can tell like does not take a lot of effort. You know, I don't think... Chelsea, her understated look, I know took hours. I don't think it took Brie that long to get ready. She's just, she's just naturally quite pretty. So yeah, I mean, overall, I think minus Janelle's braids, it was a pretty good looks wise for the girls. The Team Mom 2 girls overall have much better fashion sense than the Team Mom OG girls, which by the way, OG is back in two weeks, which I'm ready for it. I think I'm ready for it. We, oh, I should have put this at the very beginning of the episode, but uh, something really serious happened today. I record this on Friday, so it's November 17th, and 
poor Caitlin is back in treatment for her depression. She tweeted, let me find the exact tweet. But she tweeted that, well, today I thought of every way to kill myself, so I'm going into treatment. And then she put hashtag make Chester proud. And I think she's talking about Chester, I don't remember his last name, but from Lincoln Park who killed himself. Then she tagged his widow in it. And then hashtag keep talking mental health. Hashtag this won't last. Um, I think I've read that like Chester's family is getting really into like suicide awareness advocacy. So I think that's why she tagged his widow. But I don't really know enough about Lincoln Park or Chester, whatever his last name is, to speak on that. But <sighs> poor Kale, not Kale, poor Kate. It's just, it's really sad. I think that, okay. I can't imagine having over a million followers because I know on Instagram she has at least a million followers. I would imagine on Twitter she's around there too. And openly saying, like, I was planning on ways to kill myself today. On Instagram she has 2.8 million followers. Let's see what she has on Twitter. I just can't imagine having that bravery to just be so open. Yeah, on Twitter she has 1.3 million followers. To share with that many people, like, I was planning on killing myself and I need to go get help. That's, it's incredible. I think she's totally right that we need to be talking about this. There's a reason I talk so much about my drug addiction. I know some people are like, oh, it's like, it's so annoying. But I mean, they, I don't want to hear her talk about heroin again. But, you know, that rapper, Little Peep, just OD'd two days ago, like, he was 21 years old. I don't think you guys understand that I literally see rest in peace statuses on my Facebook every single week of people who have overdosed. I mean, it's really, um, I see a lot more because I'm in recovery and most, and a lot of my friends are in recovery. So we know a lot of addicts, obviously. So our chances of knowing people who overdose are a lot higher, but we are in a drug addiction epidemic. And the fact that I'm sitting here at 3.5, 3.5, that's a weird way to say it, three and a half years sober which, by the way, on November 8th was my three and a half years, so that was cool. Um, But I'm sitting here with three and a half years sober is like a testament that it is possible to not be a heroin addict anymore and to recover from a heroin addiction. And it's pretty rare and special to be able to do that. And it's a really big accomplishment. And it's something that I work with, work on every single day. And that's part of the reason I talk about it, because I'm not, when you meet me and you talk to me and you look at me, I'm not somebody that you're like, oh, she looks like she was a junkie. And so when I tell people I was a heroin addict, a lot of people are like, what? Really? Because I'm just like a nice Jewish girl from the suburbs. I don't fit the stereotype. And it's important to talk about to break the stigma. And I feel the same way about Caitlin talking about her depression. And I'm really proud of her for going to treatment. Although I do hope that she, this time, and I hope the treatment facility can really drill into her head that treatment is not the solution. Treatment is a tool and a place that you can learn tools to get better and set you on your road to recovery. The reality is you can only do so much in 30 days, even 60 days or 90 days. I doubt she's going for much longer than 30 days. But you you can't fix yourself in that time. And Kate fell into the trap that a lot of people who go to treatment, whether it be for, I mean, I don't... I don't really know many people who went to treatment for depression. Most people I know went to treatment for drugs, but I see this happen all the time where people 
go to treatment and kind of feel like they're fixed and then fall off with the aftercare and don't keep up with the aftercare and they get back into their old habits and they relapse, which is kind of what Kate's going through. I mean, I don't think Kate's a drug addict. Does she have a problematic relationship with weed? Like, probably, but I don't know. It's it's hard to say because I think Dr. Drew is like a medical or a marijuana alarmist. So I don't really like trust what he says about it. But at the same time, it seems clear to me that Kate has zero coping skills beyond weed. And I do think I do think that's a problem. Sorry, I do. Uh, I know she said stuff like, well, I'd rather be on I'd rather be hitting a vape instead of taking a Xanax. And it's like, okay, but maybe those aren't your only two options. Like, you don't seem to be in any sort of therapy. You don't seem to be on any sort of or antidepressants. I don't know if she would need an antipsychotic. I don't know her diagnosis. But anyway, I hope in treatment that they can really give her the tools to figure out how to manage this illness, because what she has is an illness, depression, anxiety, for the rest of her life. And I hope this time is a wake-up call for her that, like, oh, just going to treatment wasn't everything that I needed to do. And I just, I mean, truly, like, I'm so proud of her for doing what she needed. It's, I, just to tweet out, like, I was planning to kill my, like, I thought of every different way I could kill myself today. And I'm going to treatment is, it's, it's incredible, honestly. I don't really have any other words for it except incredible. Maybe brave, too. So, yeah, good for Kate. I want to say I think it's also a testament to Tyler. Um, I mean, I've spoken at length about the fact that Caitlin and Tyler seem to be trauma bonded. They're very codependent. I don't know if they have the healthiest relationship. But the fact is, Kate, okay, Kate and Janelle are kind of similar. Like, Kate, as I said, doesn't seem to be a drug addict. But they both had pretty abusive childhoods. They both seem to have very little coping skills. They both have seem to have depression and anxiety but the fact is Kate has a loving and supportive partner despite all his flaws that has encouraged her to get help and encouraged her to get better and imagine if Janelle ever had anybody in her life that was like in her corner like that and yeah Barbara is there but we've I've extensively talked about how I think Barbara and Janelle have completely different love languages and Barbara is never going to hold Janelle's hand into treatment and say I love you you can do it I'm so proud of you you're so amazing we know Barbara does not speak to Janelle like that and I just wonder what it would be like if Janelle had a boyfriend that was like or a husband now that was like you should go to treatment I I think it'd be a lot different so yeah Kate if you're hearing this which you never will I am really 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 proud of you okay so let's get back to team mom to the reunion Er, detail or detail detour so we get these one-on individual one-on-one segments and kale comes out first and she cries watching her like i wrote down in my notes a rewind but it's like a recap or a montage she says the baby is a name his name is lux which we knew and lincoln is like obsessed with him but doesn't quite understand being a baby which is like really cute also, by the way, Lincoln is now going by the name Marshall, which is his middle name, which I think is very cute. Um, apparently, I think he's a big Paw Patrol fan. I know Marshall is one of the pups on there, and I just think it's cute that they're letting him. He just had his fourth birthday, so happy birthday. I mean, I'm still going to call him Lincoln until probably next season. I think 
it's totally normal. Usually kids around that age are starting to learn their names. And if he likes his middle name better, that's great. I'm glad his parents are indulging him. Kale feels like she's done with kids and that she could not handle a girl that's like her. And we talk about Chris. And we have she has not seen Chris in a month. And Dr. Drew gives us a, that sucks. <laughs> great. Kale says he cheated on her his whole her whole pregnancy. But my thing is, it's like, Kale... <sighs> This is what I don't understand about Kale is that she says she cheated on, he cheated on her, her whole pregnancy, but did he, like, she presented on the show that they were not together and they were not in a relationship. Like, the entire season, we were informed, she let us know that they weren't together and that she knew he was seeing other girls. So how is that cheating? It doesn't make, I don't know, she doesn't make any sense. Um, she says there's no contact at all now, and she was hoping that it would get better, but it didn't. And Dr. Drew asks, like, have you talked to your mom? And we find out, this is sad, that she tried to call her mom, basically to be like, I had another son, and Susie had changed her number. Poor Kale. Kale, of course, doesn't have a therapist. (laughs) Why would she have a therapist? But she has a great friend group. And Dr. Drew was like, okay, well, you should probably go to therapy because your picker is broken. And she's like, oh, like, in my relationships? And Drew's like, yeah. (laughs) True. True. Dr. Drew was right there. And apparently things with Javi were good, but now she doesn't know what's going on. And they don't allude to, like, they allude to something's going on, but they don't tell us, like, that Brianna and Javi are together. Which, by the way, Brianna and Javi were in Orlando together last weekend, and she will be in Delaware this weekend for Lincoln's birthday. <laughs> she, somebody tweeted, was like, yeah, go fuck Javi, and then maybe you'll fuck Joe. And Brianna, being Brianna, answered something like, yeah, maybe I will go fuck Joe. And V flipped out and was like, don't talk about my man. It was just being so dramatic. And it's like, V, yeah, look. Brianna should not have tweeted that, of course. But, like, she was obviously being sarcastic. She's not going to try and fuck Joe. Ugh. It was silly, but kind of funny. Brianna is a fucking mess on social media. I... (laughs) She tweets so much shit. All she does is fight with people. It's... She's not well. The, The Twitter is not good for Brianna's mental health. So, Drew basically is like, so, Kale, you lean on Joe a lot. And Kale's like, yeah. And he says, I mean, you guys basically grew up together. And I just wanted to touch on the fact that I think Joe and Kale are in a great place. And I know a lot of people, I read online a lot in various places that they don't understand how Joe could could forgive Kale. And they don't understand why Joe is so much there for Kale But I think they have a genuine friendship, and I think the fact is that Joe was there when her mom was abusing her, and Joe saw how she lived. You know, we saw a little bit of it on 16 and Pregnant, but Joe and Kale have been together for, I think, two years when she got pregnant, and they really did grow up together, and he really saw the worst of it. And I think more than anybody on this show... Or in her life, Joe truly understands where Kale came from. And for that, he has a lot of sympathy for her and an admiration, I would assume, for where she's come. And Kale is not perfect. He, She ha- could use a therapist. She has so much to work on. 
But I really do think that Joe appreciates the fact that she has kind of made it out, made it out of the abusive situation that she was in as a child. So I think that's why Joe is kind of able to stay so calm with Kale and get along with Kale and be very water under the bridge with Kale because I just think he gets Kale on a level that we do not as an audience. I mean, <laughs> I do. No, I'm just kidding. Some of us some of us have a lot of empathy for her, but others do not. And I, I think that Joe falls into that category because he saw it. He saw how Susie treated Kale with his own eyes. And when you see that, it can be hard to can be hard to say mad at someone and it's a lot easier to look at them and be like wow they've come a long way than to dwell on their negativity so that's it for kale's little one-on-one segment and i'm assuming next week we're gonna get the family sessions i mean i don't know i don't know why i'm assuming anything but we fucking better so leah comes out she cries during her thing this segment was very boring to me it was very boring uh, Dr. Drew says, oh, you went to school and then you switched to online school? What are you studying now? And Leah goes, um, I want to do motivational speaking. <laughs> A.K.A. Leah dropped out of school. Leah did not enroll in school the next semester like she said she would. But Dr. Drew doesn't realize that because he doesn't watch the show. And MTV just gave him a little clip of Leah saying that she was going to do online classes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Leah talks about how she was suicidal during the worst time of her life. No mention of drugs, but she said that she was all alone by herself. It was when Jeremy was divorcing her and... That the only reason she got out of it was because of her kids, which is nice, I guess. She said she still has some problems co-parenting with Jeremy. He isn't great at communication. And then says that she thinks that Brooke and Jeremy are very toxic. And then we find out Jeremy and Leah are still fucking. Uh, We kind of see it in like a, a clip for next week where Jeremy's on FaceTime. And we see Leah give like a ha 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 like nod and a laugh, which... Mm, told you guys I thought Leah and Jeremy have been fucking since Brooke broke up he and Brooke broke broke up the first time and he popped up in like a snapchat of hers or an Instagram pic and I was like oh okay they're having sex (laughs) so I mean look everybody's like Leah is so amazing because she's single but it's like okay but she's having sex with Jeremy and probably has been for a long time so that was Leah's whole segment which was fine. I I mean, I guess. I don't really know how to describe it other than it was fine. I hope next week is more interesting. We shall see. So Chelsea comes out. Like I said, I like Chelsea's look. Uh, Chelsea says that she thinks Aubrey's old enough to know about the supervised visits. That she says, like, you know, dad isn't doing well right now, so you have to be around him with Grandma Donna. But she hasn't talked to Aubrey about his addiction yet, and Dr. Drew suggests that you know, that they say he's sick because he has a disease. And Chelsea's like, yeah, that's a good idea. It's like Chelsea has done no research whatsoever on this. Not at all. So here's the really interesting part. The one, well, two, there are two interesting things. Two interesting things that happened in Chelsea's segment. One is that Chelsea is describing Cole and just like how amazing he is. 
and how much she loves Watson and their family. And then she says she doesn't deserve Cole, which I found. I didn't find it shocking. I shouldn't say I found it shocking because I'm not surprised. Chelsea has extremely low self-esteem, but I think a lot of people have forgotten that because we've seen her in a healthy relationship and we don't really see a lot of scenes where we would be hearing about her insecurities you know what I mean that doesn't come up that much and everything is very plastic and fake on her scenes but when she said that and Dr. Drew just like laughed I was like Drew what are you doing it was so sad to me you know I know I give Chelsea shit I know I'm not Chelsea's biggest fan but yeah you deserve Cole Chelsea you're a good mom you're pretty you're funny you're smart I almost just said she's smart and she's really not funny, but she's funny ish and she's, she's a good person. There's nothing wrong with Chelsea. I mean, there are things wrong with her, but she's an objectively good person. And for her to say she doesn't deserve Cole is really upsetting. And my theory is, is that Chelsea, much like many, many people have been in an abusive relationship, which she was with Adam for years and years. Chelsea met Cole and kind of got, fell in love for the first time. I mean, she was in love with Adam, but I think anybody that's been in an abusive relationship can understand this. That type of love is, is, is conditional. It's fucked up. It's heart wrenching. You think you love them and you think they love you. And then you get a boyfriend that you actually love and you're like, oh, oh, and that he, well, not a boyfriend that you actually love, but you get a boyfriend that actually loves you and cares for you and respects you and that feeling that you get from that and you're like oh right that's this is love actually and I think Cole and Chelsea just being together gave Chelsea a lot of new self-esteem she lost the weight she started to feel good about herself she saw that Cole loved her and this great guy loved her and that made her feel good and her life was good and she just felt happy but The problem with that is, is that she's not developing self-esteem on her own. And she doesn't seem to be developing self-esteem, like, from doing her own things and her own activities. And I think that's going to come to bite her in the ass if her and Cole go through it. Because as I've discussed on here before, like, they haven't, from what we know, faced any real trial and tribulation since they've been together. They have all the money they could want. They have a happy family, supportive friends. The list goes on and on. But what's going to happen if... You know, in 15 years from now, they're broke and they're fighting over money and just having normal marriage problems if all of Chelsea's self-esteem comes from Cole. I think she really needs to develop some of her own hobbies, develop some of her own self-esteem. I I think it'd be good for her. I think she should feel good about herself. I don't think there's any reason for Chelsea not to like herself beyond the fact that She probably has a little bit of depression and she had years of an abusive relationship. I would love to see Chelsea gain some more self-reflection and self-esteem. And I was really annoyed with Dr. Drew laughing that off because I thought that could have been a really interesting topic. Um, And we find out in part two that Chelsea and Macy are going to have a discussion about their dad, about their baby fathers having drug addictions, which like, I guess, (laughs) I, uh, I, what are, um, maybe. That's how I feel about that. Maybe. Hey guys, thanks for listening. To hear the rest of this week's episode, come on over to patreon.com slash ebpsychos. Have a great week. Happy Thanksgiving.
This has been an episode of Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Executive producers Molly McAleer and Liz Bentley. Produced by Nicole Matthews. Special thanks to Sarah DiGiovanna for our logo. Head on over to our Patreon page for more rewards. www.patreon.com slash ebpsychos. And come on over to our Facebook page for more discussion.